named our podcast the World Class Agency Podcast, not because we thought we were world class, but because we try and get closer to it every conversation that we have. What does World Class Estate Agency look like to you? World Class Estate Agency is all about people. The good estate agents add, adds an incredible amount of value to the consumer. He's, he's looking after the customer properly, so being approachable, being accessible. And for me, every day's a learning day. What does being a world-class agent mean to you? Hello and welcome to today's episode of the World Class Agency Podcast. My name is Mark Wall and I'm joined as ever by Mr. Sam Hunter. He is still in the UK. How are you, my friend? Are you cold? Good morning, Mark. Hello, listeners. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cold, yeah, I would but, say. Um, but... Yep, I'm wearing... I got, uh, I got given a load of shit last week from some of my colleagues because i come to work looking like a farmer <laughs> so i wear i wear blue jeans not black jeans um i my jeans don't have holes in them which is what the cool kids wear these days or the cool oh, kids right. who are on remote meetings full-time wear are you allowed to wear um, rip, rip jeans at home search you are not well i mean our, our dress code is dress appropriate and i think if you're on a video call and you're <laughs> only seeing the top half of your torso then you can go pretty Bermuda business if you want to. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was I was getting a lot of grief uh, from some of our definitely hipper, cooler <laughs> for dressing like a farmer. Because yeah, I was in my like Oxford button-down shirt and a fleece jumper, which I'm wearing now, which is literally the comf- most comfortable thing ever. And it's actually quite professional, I found, because I said, you come to these meetings with me then. And I took, I took them to a couple of meetings last week and you wouldn't guess what the estate agents look like. Uh, yeah exactly yeah so agricultural agent yeah nice nice chinos button down shirt barber jackets and i'm thinking to myself these are my people i'm very comfortable there's not a full-on buttoned up polo and ripped black jeans inside no one's wearing trainers you know so taught them a lesson or two and by the end of the week one of our guys who shall remain nameless was like i think i'm gonna get a style upgrade and i was like that's it man farmer fashion (laughs) they do it so I've had an impact are, being here are, in person. It's nice. In, influence, influencing the uh, generation of workers of tomorrow. Eh? Yeah. If Home Search turn up to the next conference all looking like farmers, you know, you know where it started. Listen. Fingers crossed. <laughs> oh, so um, with today's podcast, we talked about uh, off air. We had a guest lined up that unfortunately fell through at the last minute. However, you said it's all right. I've got an idea, and I've got no idea what we're going to do. So. <laughs> We said we were just going to shoot from the hip and see what happens. Yeah. Uh, so okay. today we're going to talk about the news. Oh, the media shitstorm. Yeah. So um, there are a lot of, uh, of good people in industry who, who say some very similar things about the news. Um, most of the time it's about not listening to it, not watching it moving forward. And, and I don't disagree with that at all. Um, but I think it's also really difficult to avoid mm-hmm. the news, um, a lot of a lot of the conversations that we have day to day, even at home search, revolve around what somebody has read on Property Industry Eye <laughs> that morning, um, and that's I've tried. And, and for the listeners' benefit, I have tried for three years to get an industry journalist on this show to talk us through not maybe what goes through their heads printing some of their stuff, but like talk about your process. You're, you are read by thousands of people mm. every morning to start their day. Do you want to have a bit of balance? 
do you want to give a voice to somebody maybe not so blatantly right wing? Um, politics aside, we'll come back to the news. Um, and the last week, uh, so I read it all. Like yeah. I read the negotiator, which comes through first because potentially it's the weakest of the three. Then you get pie at 7 a.m. every day, bang on consistency, right? And then state agency comes in at some point between 7 and 7.30 every day. And they're often the same articles yeah. written in a different way, um, written with different bias, written with a different intention for the reader in mind, which is really interesting journalism in itself. And we'll know if they listen to this show now after this one, because we'll get some genuine complaints. Um, <laughs> but I think if you, if you look at the articles, particularly over the last week, two weeks, not a lot of good news out there. No. You know, probably the best thing that you read is there's been new staff changes at this company and this person's now gone here or whatever it is. And so I thought if we're going to find 20 minutes to leave our listeners with some value and hopefully have a bit of uplift in their Tuesday night or Wednesday morning or whenever they are listening to this, we talk about maybe not avoiding the news cycle. Sometimes it's important to understand what's going on around you, but how you almost ignore it. And what do you need to focus on um, despite the news or maybe in spite of what is out there? Because the world is never as bad as someone will paint it out to be who's trying to sell clicks yep. at the end of the day. But problems still exist and things still change. And if you ignore it completely, bless you. Thanks. If you ignore it completely, didn't need to say that, but there you go. Uh, I think you, you you run the risk of of missing the mark. We had a, a conversation last week. Um, one of us looking like a farmer, one of us in ripped jeans, talking talking about the courage it takes to have realistic marketing campaigns. Um, so we're recording this first Tuesday of October, twenty twenty two. The twenty twenty two year fixed mortgages are about to start coming up. If everyone came out of lockdown in June and bought a house, they would have completed October, November through to March, basically. So there may be a flood of people who bought a relatively expensive house on a small deposit, yeah. made some equity, but their mortgage repayments are about to go up probably two grand a month. I hope they remortgaged a little while ago. Fingers crossed, but there's going to be people who didn't, right? Yeah. Because they ignored the emails or phone calls from people who they thought were just haunting them for no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we were saying... Uh, you know, we said to this chap, are you up for like realistic marketing campaigns on a, like a brand level? Should your brand be talking about will help you through tough times? Not yeah. it's a really great time to sell your house. And interestingly, he was like, that's not even courageous. That's important for yeah. us as a brand. Um, and he's like, that's where we want to position ourselves because we've got the capacity to help them in every way. We need to separate ourselves from the agent that will just try and flog their house for the most money and leave them be. And, 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 I, and I was like, that's like really heartening to hear. Yeah. But he wouldn't be able to understand that situation or articulate that well enough in their marketing at a brand level across their branches unless he understood and read the news. So mm. I thought let's talk about some of the headlines that have been out there today which have sent I've seen comments out there amongst the industry where people are like geez what's going on? Uh, we had we don't have that many demos that cancel, but we had one yesterday, and one of our new guys told me about it, and he was like, "Yeah, he said he's he's just going to wait out the economic uncertainty." Yeah, uh, and I think just before we dive into the, uh, the news, for for a bit of context, um, I don't read the news, and I used to read Pi and 
all of those. And I don't read any industry news now, right? Um, so I haven't done probably for a couple of years. And I don't watch the news and I don't read the news just because I think it's depressing. Well, it's mm-hmm. depressing, depressing most of the time. However, there are certain times where I will log on and have a look to see what's going on. And one of those times was last week because I think it's all well and good keeping that stuff outside of your head when you're doing this job, but you also need to have an awareness of what's going on, why it's going on so that you can advise your clients. And I sat at a, um, a meeting with a client last week and we talked in depth about what was going on and my opinion on how it might affect the housing market and selling mm-hmm. their particular home. So I think it's really important that you have an awareness of it, but personally I don't read it every morning or don't. So, you know, just from the listener's perspective, I think that's important. So I have no idea what we're going to talk about um, and the headlines that you're going to probably, well, it's probably the first time it, I'll have heard them. It's going to be like you've read the news for the last week. Day <laughs> and, day. And, and and I don't actually think you're probably healthier in the news cycle than I am. I, I read uh, property news, English news and Australian news every day. <laughs> I don't I don't watch the news because yeah. then I can choose. I don't need to read about Kim Kardashian. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and I don't need to see about the whatever community interest stories on there, but I'm interested in what is what is happening. You know, the, the nightly news, there's one story that everyone probably should understand. The rest of it's yeah. pretty crap. Yeah. Um, and if I want to learn about sport, I'll talk to my mates or anything like that. So, <laughs> but I, I still consume it all on a daily basis, probably to an unhealthy level. But I, again, part of what I thought would be useful to talk about is how the, the sort of stuff that I put in place to to just not let it affect me. Yeah. I'm sure it does, but but not as much as going, oh, I'm just going to absolutely wipe my calendar and shut up shop for the next six months while we're in a recession mm. to try and battle it. So if we if we look at what agents have been like smacked with, <laughs> and this is just industry news um, over the last three days. So this is from Friday, Monday, and this morning, right? So headlines only, it's agents facing falling demand as asking price cuts rise, right? The the decade-long house price growth party is over as buyer demand falls. (laughs) It feels almost inevitable that property prices will fall. Mortgage data shows how robust the market was before the government meddled. Nice little blame game there. Property sales collapse after banks pull mortgage offers as market chaos continues. What a headline, right? Keep your head about you. We'll come back to that one. Right. Agents warned not to fall foul of UK's new Russia sanctions. So somehow the war has made it to a state agency. That is a that is a link that even Simon Gates will be proud of. I reckon bringing everything (laughs) back to a state agency. Right. New estate agency offers to sell homes for free. Right. Um, Ex-Tory minister calls on Liz Trust to hold general election. Buyer demand cools under significant weight of economic difficulty. So. Wow, that, that's ten that, headlines. That is, that is that I, just scary. Like, that, genuinely, that is scary shit. That is such like that is sensationalist yeah. shit. Yeah, I right. Mean, Sorry for everyone who's listening to this in their car with their young ones in there. <laughs> That'll hopefully be the worst language that we have on this show. And I, and that that right there. And thank you for unknowingly leading me into that segue. But that is it is sensationalist. Now the reality of what is happening out there is somewhere buried deep in those headlines. But saying that the property market has cooled, which is part of a cycle, and you've just got to have deeper, more meaningful, more courageous conversations 
at, at a more disciplined level with your consumer base and with your current clients and you'll still probably get paid very close to the same doesn't sell clicks and actually the majority of the people who take those messages on board they want it they want it to feel like crap because it gives them an out for having a crap month or a crap quarter or a crap year yeah, and I think if you are reading that and reading that every morning, three times over, as you, <laughs> as you say, then you've got to be really careful that you don't start believing it. So yeah, yeah. if because if you do start believing it, then it becomes that excuse. And something that I talk about with all of our new starters here is um, something from a Stephen Brown mastermind, Daniel Spencer, years, years, a few years ago, and the elite prospecting mindset. And the results come directly by what you believe and if you believe all that you read you will not take action you will not have the belief that actually there is business out there and it just becomes almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy so all of those headlines to me and you you, you heard me almost laughing at them because i can appreciate why the journalist has written them but also i'm wise enough to think well actually it, it's not going to be that bad and do you know what even if it is that bad, we've still got to do business. We can't control it. So we have no impact on what happens in the economy. We have to know about it. We have to be educated about it. We have to be able to discuss it with our clients. But we cannot let it affect our performance. And if anything, it should actually give us the driver to do more to get the results. And that's the one thing that I've been thinking um, over the last week, actually, is that I'm going to have to be really disciplined over the next six, 12 months to make sure I put the work in to get the results because actually they've probably come a little bit easy over the last couple of years and the market's not going to dictate how I perform. It's me and my discipline that's going to dictate how I perform and how, how the business performs. But if you're reading that day in, day out, you are going to be really seriously depressed is, would, be, would be my opinion on it because you are right. It is completely sensationalizing Um uh, an economic situation which is not going to be anywhere near as bad as any of those headlines in my opinion so markets work in cycles and that's the really important thing to remember and actually so i had the benefit of starting my career at the bottom of a cycle so yeah. i understood how difficult it can be to start with nothing and so if you're a self-employed agent listening to this who started their business in the last 12 months it may feel like it's going to be very difficult mm. If you're a single branch agency and you haven't been keeping a database, no matter how long you've been open, it's going to feel like it's going to get a little bit difficult. If you're a massive company and you've got a massive database and you've got loads of people and you've got loads of cash in the bank from a very couple of years, it's not going to feel any different. You're going to widen the gap, unfortunately. So you've got to, for, for those independents, you, you've got to understand where you're operating now. And you made the point of discipline, right? So I thought... Rather than settle on the doom and gloom, I think it's really important to understand those sensationalist headlines are repeated in the consumer media every yeah. single day. Oh, absolutely. So they're what your clients are going to be reading. And if you display the same level of sensationalism instead of level-headedness and professionalism, it's going to be very difficult for them to have the confidence to potentially do what they don't really want to do mm -hmm. with you. So they'll do it with the cheapest person. So they get out of it for as little as possible. Instead of understanding that you might actually make them an extra 10 grand, it might cost them two grand more, but they're netting eight grand in their pocket mm -hmm. tax-free. 
And in uncertain times where their power bill is probably four grand more a year than it was, that extra four grand that they'll net at the end of the next 12 months is hugely important to them. Yeah. So I think if you're, if you're thinking about next year now, so it's the start of Q4, this is great planning time. It's always our best quarter at home search. Well, it has been for the last two and a half years. Um, but it's also where we look at next year and we go, mm-hmm. what do we want to achieve? Um, and, you know, in, in end of 2019, we didn't think there'd be a pandemic. So we had to adjust our our plans in March uh, at the start of 2021. Um, we didn't think there'd be a second lockdown. We also didn't think that the market would go as crazy as it did, yeah. um, which actually wasn't problematic to us. But a lot of people didn't think they needed us because stuff was just happening. Yeah. Um, and then this year, we didn't expect a war and a cost of living crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, but that just goes to show to expect the unexpected and ha- yeah. have the option. If you don't have a plan, you can't change it. And I guess that's the point of this is understand what's happening around you at whatever level you deem comfortable. Mm-hmm. Don't watch it at all. Listen to your mates. Do what I do if you want and read literally every word <laughs> and every single thing, including all the comments and consume it and digest it and then go, okay, and move yeah. on. But as you said before, don't, don't buy into the mm-hmm. hype. Understand the reality. And the best way you can understand the reality is to talk to more people in the area where you need to know reality most. So you've got to become a really effective communicator. Mm-hmm. You've got to know what your sellers are thinking at all times. You've got to know what your landlords are thinking at all times. You've got to know what every single buyer who's prepared to move in the next six months is thinking at any one time. And the only way you can do that is to talk to them and to ask really good questions and to engage them so they give you the honest answers, right? Then you've got to be patient because the reason why I think Q4 is such a bumper time for us or a, a bumper planning time for agents is it's the market now is is looking at next year, mm, Yeah, you know? And so as much as we're doing planning, we're, we're part of other people's planning. So we get opportunity now that we didn't get when the plans were closed because they were working, Yeah, right? So... Think about that from a consumer perspective. They're probably planning for next year as well. Should we move next year? We didn't do it this year. Prices are a bit softer now. Maybe we can afford to upgrade. So don't don't think that because the market is softening or feels more challenging that there's not opportunity out there. You've got to have some resilience and you've got to have some patience. So you've got to have the discipline. I really love that word, right? So you've got to be accountable to yourself. You've got to have good time management. You've got to have the discipline to do the work urgently Mm. every single day but you've got to have the resilience and the patience to realize that you can't make someone sign a piece of paper just because you need an instruction today but they might all sign the piece of paper in january if you do the work right and now is is an amazing time so let's let's think about one of those headlines right there was an article that came out this morning from paul smith i think he's the ceo of spicer heart right and it was keep your head about you um and actually for everyone listening mark said before we hit record, he's like, do we have a plan for this episode? And I said, yeah, I got 11 tabs open, 10 of them are headlines and one of them is an article. We'll figure it out. And he's like, oh, yeah. once we figure out, always seem to go pretty well. <laughs> and and you, you said before, it's important to understand stuff but not believe it. And the reason why I think our off-the-cuff episodes go really well is we may not know what we're going to say, but we believe in what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and hopefully that means it's not total shit. <laughs> um, but this article, right, came out this morning and it's like there's a collective case of hysteria going on right now, but what's needed is calm and knowledgeable heads. Yep. Now, I don't agree with everything that I read from Paul Smith in Property Australia every couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, 
Property and Strife, if you're listening, I'd like to know what he pays for that article because I'll give you the same amount of money and I'll write something more interesting. I promise you. Um, but I do agree with that. And actually, that that sort of spurred on this conversation, right? And part of that article talks about if you've got a bit of downtime, so you've done your prospecting, but you don't have the viewing because maybe your instructions are low. You don't have the vows because people just wanted to report or whatever it might be. Learn something new. Yeah. And so we have people on this show. We do this show every single week. And again, a really common thread is I learn stuff yeah. almost every single day, you know? And that's really important. If you can upskill during downtimes, two things happen. You don't really suffer downtimes. And then when everybody starts to do, to follow the herd again and the market bounces, which it always does, you explode to the point where you're like, my new problem is staffing. I yeah. don't have enough people to facilitate the amount of viewings that want because my instruction numbers have gone crazy. So remember that like life is fast changing and skill sets have to evolve, right? Technology can help, but it should be an enabler. You've got to make sure that you're doing your best thing as well. And that will then help you have those skills to adjust to changing new cycles and stuff like that. You know, um, I think... That, that, that's pretty much the points I wanted to make. And if it is, if you're reading a new cycle about the market, remember your customers are as well. So mm. make sure that everything you're doing is about them and the questions you're asking matter to them, not to you. I think, and I think it's really important that you're not just ignoring the elephant in the room at the moment. So, and that's why you've got to be knowledgeable about it. So last week I read a bit of the news and I also came and spoke to our mortgage advisor and had the question, you know, the news report and all this, what is the actual situation? And she said, there are still mortgages out there. And I said, there's still 95% mortgages out there. Yeah, there's still 95% mortgages out there. And so that means that I can then take those snippets of information and say, look, there aren't the mortgage products at the, at the moment that there were last week, but there are still mortgage products available. Gave my clients a really you know, up-to-date, informed position that they're not getting from the, from the news, was able to have a, a, a good conversation about it. And I'm sure there's agents that, that went in there, and I hope none of these agents listen to the show, but I'm sure there's agents that went in there, yeah, 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 the news is all rubbish, or not even mention the news, the market's really good, we're breaking records, and still having that sort of six months ago conversation. Whereas yeah. I think you've got to, at times of changing, you know, economic landscape, you've got to be having a conversation for today not yesterday or last week. So you've got to be brave enough to actually you know, not ignore the elephant in the room. And then just to touch on your point about um, what Paul said about personal development and, and what have you. It's funny because I um, have been going to the gym recently and I listen to a lot of podcasts um, or did do, but I've fallen out of the habit of it a little bit because when I've been going to the gym, I've not had any headphones in. And within the last week, I have put my headphones back in and got back into to podcasting. So I've listened to a bit of Gates here. I listened to Sean Newman um, on Firewave and then listened to, uh, what was it called? Which was a really great recommendation from him. Landscape or Lifespan. Lifespan podcast. That was really good. Um, and just started um, getting the little shot in the arm that I get from a little person, bit of personal development when I'm in the gym. And do you know what? That has really helped Mm. Changed, changed my mindset in the last week. And I didn't think I necessarily needed that because like you, we do these podcasts every week and I always take something out of it and always leave feel, feeling really energized. But actually 
just that small adjustment to go back into personal development, something that I enjoy doing, something that I get something out of on a regular basis, you know, two or three times a week. And I've now got them in my car again and just has really helped me just, I feel, level up in energy, determination to succeed. You know, we talked about discipline there and, and all of that. So I think that's really good advice that when you have got those spare five minutes, invest in, in personal development because ultimately it will help you overcome you know, some of the challenges that we're going to face when the market turns. Without a doubt. And I think actually the market has turned and that's the best thing. If, if you're looking at your results now and you're still doing really well, recognize that you're doing well in a market that has shifted already yeah. Yeah. and will continue to shift for a little while, but it will not be the sensationalist turn that you're seeing. And you hit the nail on the head. If you read an article saying that mortgages are in trouble, call your broker and ask yeah. lots of questions. Because what are, what are people who are looking to buy going to do? They're going to call you or they're going to call their broker and ask lots of questions. And if you don't have at least some of the answers or a great person to refer them to, yeah. that's when things might start to feel really tight, right? And that's like maybe the last thing is is you've got to be flexible. You've got to be adaptable. You've got to understand people at a better level. They're going to freak out reading the same stuff that you may be freaking out at. Your yeah. job is to be empathetic towards that and say things along the lines of markets work in cycles. Mm. If yeah. you don't have to move now, you don't, don't worry about it. If you do have to move now, then there is no one better to make sure that we maximize every single part of that process than us. We'll sell high. We'll help you buy cheap. We'll get you a great new mortgage at the best rate possible, even if it's going to be a little bit more than what you had yeah. before. We'll handle the moving process. I've got a great guy for that too. These are the best solicitors in insert local town here. We will get this done for you as quickly as possible. And it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg. And you, you, the, whilst there are the um, headlines that you talk about, and if there are people that are buying into those headlines and talking down with that, then there are also going to be mortgage advisors or estate agents that talk it down and that will lead to opportunities. So if your client's normal mortgage broker says, oh no, there's no point putting a mortgage application in now, there's nothing out there. And you go in and say, well, actually our mortgage broker said that there are still deals available. Would you like to speak to them? You're uplifting the client to make, to do business, to, to make the move that they want to move because ultimately they do want to move. Otherwise you wouldn't be there. Um, and I think it's really important to remember that whatever is going on, there is always opportunities and you should always approach it with a positive mindset. hundred percent. And stop reading the news, Mr. Hunter. <laughs> um, so on that note, um, as you know, we do this because we love our industry. We want to see it improve and get better. If you have enjoyed today's episode, or if you work for a state agent today, Pi or the negotiator, please contact get Mr. Sam Hunter on social media. I'm Matt Worrell. He's Sam Hunter. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you again next week.